Do you want to talk us in or do you want me to do the intro today? What? Have you been dying to do it? I don't die to do anything. <laughs> I can tell that you secretly wanted to say welcome to one for the table in a chippy, happy, go lucky voice. Yeah. If I did that, though, I'd spend like half the amount of energy I have for the rest of the day. Give me the full energy. Bring us in. Should I try to do my best like kimchi introduction voice? I want John Kong at his happiest. Oh, man. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Do you know I have never once, like, any time I've ever written anything in an exclamation point, I've never been happy or excited to actually, like... Have you? Yes, absolutely. Here we Hello, everybody. Happier. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can actually do it. I promise. I can do it. I can do it. Hello, everyone. This is One for the Table, and I am your host, John Kung. And this is Kim Chi. And today, we're going to talk about something very near and dear to both of our hearts fried chicken near and dear to like everyone in the world because i feel like no. every country has their own version of fried chicken that is so valid like i can't imagine like i mean obviously unless you don't eat meat at all mm -hmm. like is there i don't know a country that doesn't have a fried chicken no that's totally right like every single country has a version of like a way to batter or fry chicken because it's like it's just like a perfect food it's crunchy mm -hmm. it's salty mm -hmm. it's fatty and you've got like such like meaty bites that you go especially if like i personally like dark meat um fried chicken more mm -hmm. I honestly think the people who do do it the best, though, are right now the Koreans. Korean fried chicken is legendary. Mm -hmm. I feel like 10 years ago, it was all about karage. Mm -hmm. But now, like, the shift has, like, been focused. I feel like Korean food in general just has been, like, way more trendier. True. I think, like, Korean food has, like, taken a spotlight. But with good reason, I think it's been the most or one of the most underrated cuisines in asia for the longest time mm -hmm. but you know it's spicy it's sweet it's savory there's so much variety of so much different kinds there's so much history to korean food um i never really was like i make karage um as one of my signature dishes when i make chicken and waffles like a version of mm -hmm. it uh but whenever i eat it out i i will admit like i don't really I haven't had a really good karaage experience outside of my own home. I'm not saying I do it the best. I've just had really bad luck in the United States and at Narita Airport, which I feel like are the mm. only places that I've ever had karaage. Because also karaage, if it's not done well, the meat is like stringy and chewy. It's stringy and chewy. And then like, if you don't eat it right away, mm -hmm. the breading gets like soggy and stuff. You have to have it like straight out of the fryer. And my experiences in, like, my only one experience in Japan that was not, like, representative of what it should be. But then, like, I don't think, I don't think I've been to a place in the United States that, have, that has done the dish justice. Mm -hmm. There's a place in LA. Um, it's a Japanese fried chicken restaurant called Pikuniko. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. 
pick, like picnic. Um, yeah. But they actually have a karage chicken sandwich that is like delicious. Really? Um, What's in? There's like a mountain of like alfalfa sprouts and mayo and tomato and lettuce and like their house made karage, but it's like crispy um, and juicy and it's good. Ah, oh, that's uh, that sounds amazing. Is it that that like? Just imagine that crunchy fried chicken with like that richness of the mayonnaise and the fresh mm-hmm. that fresh uh, taste of the sprouts. It would be so so very good. Um, um, my favorite way to eat karagi is um, um, you know, like the Japanese like homemade tartar sauce, mm-hmm. where it's like really thick and has like hard boiled egg, like capers, yeah. like pickles, and it's like really thick with the karage. Oh, yes. The way that I make mine is I actually, I mean, I don't really know if I can call the chicken that I make karage because it's it's just the same shape, but I marinate it in like a Hong Kong style marinade with like fish sauce, soy sauce, Chinese wine, and the meat, uh-huh. so the meat is tasty and juicy. Uh-huh. And then I bread it, these small pieces of dark meat in potato starch, a mix of uh-huh. potato starch and all-purpose flour. Because the potato starch is crispy and the all-purpose flour like gives it a nice color to it. And then um, I fry it, double fried, and uh, top it with chili oil. Yeah. And chili oil. And then I put that on a Hong Kong waffle. And then mm-hmm. I put that with Szechuan peppercorn infused maple syrup. And that's my chicken and waffles dish. Damn, that's like some like... Michelin star like <laughs> quality like, of, like I love it and the waffle that I make like if I'm doing it doing it the waffle mm-hmm. batter that I make is curry is a mm-hmm. curry waffle it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> make it for me prove it prove yeah that you can make it <laughs> oh for sure it's in my book um but yeah next time you're here I'll make you chicken and waffles next time you're here you'll make me chicken and waffles <laughs> you don't have the waffle maker I'm uh, sure you could get uh, it though. Uh, waffle maker is like the most easily accessible thing. <laughs> well, the, it has to be the bubble waffle. Oh, okay. it has to be the eggettes, which I feel like that would be something that you would enjoy having in your house. Anyway, I don't know, like baked goods. Like, you know, like I like baked goods, but to actually make it at home, you see mm-hmm. how much like flour goes in it, and then you kind of like yeah. don't want to eat it after you make it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like cookies. Like yeah. little John, I I got little John a amazing cookie book. It's called Cookies and mm-hmm. New Classics, um, by Jesse Seswick, and it's like the sexiest cookie book I'd ever seen. But oh. he started making them, and he was like, I didn't realize how much sugar and but I didn't realize. He basically said like he didn't realize how bad for you cookies were. I just looked at him and I was like, well. Yeah, what do you think it is about cookies that is so amazing? Like, it's all just (laughs) butter and sugar. Literally, and flour. And flour. Although I will say, randomly speaking, Mm -hmm. and I know it's like the name of our podcast, but I've been making a lot of pancakes lately. Whoa. Yeah, I know we say we don't really care for pancakes compared to waffles, but you can't discount the fact that, like, pancakes are just easier to make. You've changed. I know. They're yeah. easier to make because I pretty much have a griddle in my in my kitchen now and it's easy I don't have a I don't have a waffle I also don't have a waffle maker. Famous um, too. Wow, making pancakes and stuff now. 
I make protein pan pancakes with a sugar-free berry compote. Oh, sugar-free. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. It is that. Oh, yeah. We we be on my on our fitness again. It's springtime. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anyways, fried chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you have a favorite fried chicken chain here in the United States? Oh, okay. So... Okay, no, first, 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 where is your favorite, like, fried chicken chain, and then where is your favorite place for fried chicken? Because not all the time, those are not always the same places. Okay, so when it comes to fast food, mm -hmm. um, I like my fried chicken from three different places. Now, mm -hmm. anytime, anywhere, any place, Jollibee's spicy fried chicken is, like, the most supreme one. You know, but Jollibee's not everywhere, as you know. So the second best thing is Popeye's spicy chicken. You know, uh -huh. it hits a spot and you can also get a side of rice and like coleslaw, which like, you know, is satisfying as an Asian person. Uh -huh. And then third is KFC's original recipe, but only if it's fresh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. So like, I like you'd only want to go to KFC during like peak busy hour when they're like constantly making new chicken and turning it over. Yeah. But if you get like original recipe that's been sitting there for a while, it's like dry and super salty and disgusting. Yes, I agree. I will say when I was younger, we ate KFC more than anywhere else, probably just because of it was the only one that was available mm -hmm. when I was a kid where I was. Um. One thing that I would do as a kid would be like if we had like fried chicken left over and we would buy it by the bucket for the family. So we always mm -hmm. had fried chicken left over. The next day, when I was like I think four years old, I would go into the kitchen, into the fridge, and like eat all the skin. Mm -hmm. Eat the skin off of all the pieces of fried chicken and put the chicken back because for some reason to me, day old KFC fried chicken would fried chicken skin would come right off of the chicken and mm -hmm. I would just eat them like potato chips. Yeah, because don't they basically like steam the chicken first and then basically batter that and fry it? So just like, I, I don't know. The skin maybe? Is, like, separate. Yeah, the skin just separates off in like one giant piece, and I'm just yeah. like it was so good. And your parents never whooped your ass for that? Huh? Oh, I would and totally get in trouble. Well, the thing is, like, they wouldn't eat it the next day. Like, mm -hmm. the leftover fried chicken was always something that, like, I had to eat for, like, lunch or dinner the next day. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I would eat all of the skin first, but then later on, I would just get all this, like, skinless fried chicken, day-old fried chicken, and I'd have to eat it later. Oh, my God. Yeah, growing up, too, um, in our town... KFC was like the only choice, mm -hmm. but um, my mom would never get, go to a KFC in like a white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She'd go to like KFCs like in like um more diverse neighborhoods because um mm -hmm. there had like a higher turnover of like chicken there, so it was like yeah. fresher. Yeah, and then we'd always like cook the coupons because newspaper they used to give out like KFC coupons, so we get like a bucket deal for like twelve pieces or something. Are and, they the was KFC the one that gives you a cake if you get a family meal? No, I think that was Popeyes. I think Popeyes you got like a chocolate cake or something like that. Oh really? No, yeah. our family was not a dessert people either. So mm -hmm. we get the we'd always get the um original recipe like twelve piece. 
um, lots of honey mustard, and then coleslaw, and I think potatoes. Did I think they had a potato salad? No, no, no. I can't remember. If it was like a potato salad or a corn salad, but there was like another salad option. I think and KFC the, also had like a macaroni salad. Wasn't it? It was some or a pasta some salad, salad or something like that. Yeah. And then we bring Either it home way, and they just... eat it with rice and kimchi. Ooh, nice. In Hong Kong, KFC would rice would be a side that they serve. Um, and then you can also buy like KFC rice bowls with tons of like corn and mm-hmm. rice and mashed potatoes and then the chicken pieces on top. Mm-hmm. KFC does so well in Asia. Yeah. They also deliver in Hong Kong. And also they taste better in Asia. 100%. Like there would, but the thing is like Asians would never stand for the shitty quality of fast food that we have here. Yeah, sure. Like they would just go out of business. Like when I was in um, Hong Kong, um, I went to KFC for breakfast because that was like the only thing that was open right next to the hotel. And they had like the donut with the soy milk. And then they had like the, um, the macaroni soup with like spam and they had, like the yeah. whole like full Hong Kong fantasy. Which is like, those are like quintessential Hong Kong dishes. That's so funny that they have those there. Um, but then, um, also one of my favorite, like, fast food chicken burger, it's actually at, it's only sold at, um, KFC in Korea that I know of. Um, what's in it? It's called Power Burger. So it's like sesame bun, and mm-hmm. whole hash brown patty. Um, I think it's two slices of American cheese, and then like a spicy zinger patty. Mm. And a and a slice of tomato. That sound that does sound really good. That's like very decadent. When we go to Korea, you have to take me. Yeah, yeah. My favorite chains are. I agree with you. Jollibee is the best. The spice, mm-hmm. their spicy, their spicy crispy chicken is so so very good. Um, but I think we only have one Jollibee in like all of Michigan, and it's far away, and mm-hmm. I can't drive that far. Um. Barring that, my favorite accessible chicken chain that is close to me is Gus's. It's a North Carolina fried chicken chain. And they only have one kind of fried chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, They have their original recipe and it's spicy. It's actually, Mm -hmm. it's actually like pretty spicy. Um, You don't need to add hot sauce or anything to it. It's one of the few fried chickens where it's like, I don't need to put anything on this. I can just eat this on its own because it is that that tasty. The meat is so Uh well seasoned on the inside. Um, Yeah, we we have a glasses right by my house too. And they're quite delicious. Yeah. Yeah, there's a a good one. Um, I like them more than Popeyes, Mm -hmm. but I still like Popeyes is like my road trip standard. Like if there's a Popeyes Mm -hmm. on the side of the road when, when we take our road trips, Mm-hmm. It's a Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. It's yeah. when I go to the airport, I, and I'm passing a Popeye's. I, I'm going over there for sure. Um, I remember Destiny's Child would, I think, like, I, I remember reading an article long time ago where Destiny's Child all, all got honorary Popeye's golden gift cards, where, like, it's pretty much un- unlimited Popeye's for life on their gift cards. And that is my that is my barometer for success. Like that is, (laughs) that is what I want. That's how I know I will make it is if someday Popeye's gives me like their golden card and I can just have all the Popeye's I want whenever I want. I mean, I got the Chipotle um, card, so I'm satisfied there. Uh, I'm so jealous. Actually, (laughs) if I could, 
I, I'm not going to say anything because like, I don't want Popeyes to feel snub. It is Popeyes for me. Popeyes are nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be picky. And also, yeah. like, um, I don't know how like Popeyes do it, but like all their new products, they're pretty consistent with the quality too. <laughs> like, um, they just released like a strawberry biscuit that TikTok is going crazy over. Are you um, serious? I've never had this. I haven't heard of this. Apparently, it's like their biscuit um, filled with strawberries, like real strawberries, topped with like icing that oh, they just added into their menu. And then um, their fish sandwich, apparently, everybody's like raving about it too. Mm-hmm. And they recently had a chicken nugget. And I'll say, those are probably some of like, the best fried, like fast food chicken nuggets that I've ever had. Really? I tried their blackened chicken sandwich. I actually did like a campaign for them for that blackened chicken sandwich. And mm-hmm. I, I like, they sent me like four or five just so I could get the shot with them. And mm-hmm. I ate like two of them in a row. I could not stop. They were. Oh, no, apparently, um, like if you get like the blackened tenders, it's actually mm-hmm. like really good for like dieting because it's like um, low no in bread. calories and like high Is in protein. It? Yeah. I Let me check, man. Let me take a look at that. Let's cross reference that. I can add bears, Popeyes. Nutrition. And then I will look at nutrition. Oh, three pieces for 170 calories. That is actually really good. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) That's really, really good. Like two grams of fat, two grams of carbs. And, and the rest is just protein, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And, like, for references, like, my protein bar is, like, 220 calories. Like, this is... Stop by there. Every time I go to an airport, maybe I'll just go there. Yeah, I guess some the Cajun... Only... Go ahead. The only... Only what? <laughs> I said the only issue... My, my only sad... Sad point is that the Popeyes isn't open in the mornings at the airport, which is when I fly out of there. Yeah. Yeah. They do not, they do not do breakfast. They should. Yeah, I know. Could you imagine? Honestly, they they already have to, all they have to do is um, take their biscuits and put chicken in between and sell it. That is like, and then maybe drizzle drizzle some maple syrup on top of there. Yeah. Kind of like do their version of like a McGriddle or something with fried chicken. That would be so good. Literally, like, yeah, you don't even have to give us, like, eggs. Like, just give me, like, chicken and that biscuit. You already have it yeah. on the menu. Right. And, or, like, they could take, like, their biscuit batter or their biscuits and stuff and, like, stick that in a waffle maker and then stick that, like, and lie to me. Lie to me and tell me if it's a waffle and then give me chicken and waffles. I'll still buy it. If I can make an excuse to have fried chicken for breakfast, I'll do that. Literally, Popeyes, if you're listening, like, make it happen. There is a also, there is an audio for this. There is, there is. Also, get me that golden card, please. <laughs> I don't even need a golden card. Give me the PR, please, because I was um really jealous of um the Popeyes PR box that John got. The TikTok, uh, the Popeyes toolbox. Uh huh. <laughs> I love that thing. That was iconic. Yeah, that was really cute. Yes, but Jolly Bee, though, you know, like I'm actually like very happy that um Jolly Bee is perceived being perceived so well like here in the states mm-hmm. and it's expanding so fast now because um like i didn't know how americans would like take the concept of like the filipino spaghetti or like the rice with the fried chicken baked spaghetti is delicious it is it's delicious. so good it's so good and like 
I didn't. But I think I it throws like, like a lot of Americans off because it's like sweet and has hot dogs in it. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember like the way that I used to get spaghetti when I was little. It would have like the hot dogs in there, but then they would like stir fry it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Jollibee was something that I had a lot in Hong Kong, but I haven't had it in years now. Well, next time you come to LA, even though, like, when you come to LA, there's just so many things to eat that, like, we never end up eating, like, fast food or anything like that. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. We could, like, just Grubhub it one day. True. Mm. Uh-huh. So, um, growing up, like, the way we used to get fried chicken was, um, you always get fried chicken for delivery. Uh-huh. And with Korean fried chicken, or, like, Traditionally, how you get is um half fried and half coated in sauce, mm-hmm. and then you eat the um the non sauce version like while it's crispy, and then um after that the sauce the sauce have soaked into like the batter of like mm-hmm. the um the coated ones, and then you enjoy like the um enjoy the sauce coated one after with like yeah. when the flavor is like all infused, Ooh. and they always come look and then they throw like radish on the side that's like white and clean and crisp that sounds amazing what's your favorite like sauce that you put on they put on there you know like when i was young i was like all about the sauce and i was like all about condiments and i love like the being different condiments i don't know the more i get older Mm -hmm. the less i like covering my food in condiments Mm -hmm. is that weird like i want to taste like the ingredients i get is the best you know and the purest right and but I don't mind condiments, but I just don't want it like drenched. Right. When I would eat fried chicken as a kid, it wasn't battered. We always had it like Chinese style fried chicken where we put like we put it in soy sauce and then we I think we like tossed a little bit of baking soda onto the skin so the skin itself would be crunchy. <laughs> and when you fried it, like the skin would puff up on its own. Um Maybe there would might be like a tiny little bit of cornstarch on there as well, but it was always like marinated in soy sauce, white pepper, and fish sauce so that the meat was really, really flavorful. And then I think they put maybe some chicken powder in the in the starch itself, put it in the starch, put some baking soda in there, and then they would fry it then. And that was like my favorite, 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 like snack time after school snack time would be like just fried chicken i remember when i went to elementary school in korea the day that school lunch was served fried chicken was like the biggest day (laughs) and all the kids would be like so excited um so i think when i was in fifth grade i volunteered to um hand out lunch which yeah like at that point, like, it was only girls who did it because, you know, like, sexist, whatever. Roles. Yeah. Gender roles, and, you know. But I volunteered, so I was, like, the only boy passing out um, lunch food. So uh-huh. I could have the power to control how much food <laughs> each kid got. <laughs> and that was, like, my first taste into, like, a power play uh, at a young age. That, I can just see you. Young as a child, uh-huh. giving looking looking up another whole ass child up and down and being like, "No, <laughs> not for like, you." Like what the lunch kids and I would do is, um, 
if there's something like amazing that comes out like fried chicken or like hot dogs or whatever <laughs> we just set aside like bunch for ourselves <laughs> and then distribute the rest Oh, and then I, we make sure like every kid got some like every kid got like an equal amount but I, but if anybody a wanted, little bit more equal we, exactly we <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> that's hilarious was what and when i was in high school um we did a whole bunch of things for our senior prank but one of our senior pranks one of the failed senior pranks was we actually went to the wet market by our school and we bought live chickens um we bought some live chickens and then we brought them to the school and we let them loose around the school and somehow they had managed to get into the cafeteria area and all i remember seeing was the head chef from the cafeteria come out of the kitchen grab all the chickens and head into the kitchen with like six three chickens hanging by their feet on each hand of his. So like six chickens total into the kitchen. And like within the next hour, he was giving away fried chicken for free to the students. Oh my God. <laughs> How delicious, but also traumatizing. Because <laughs> in our head, in our head, like what was going to happen, like it would be funny because like, we thought the chickens were just going to run around everywhere mm-hmm. and like the teachers were going to be chasing these chickens all around the school. That did not happen. They just stood there and then like the guy just picked them up and then put it in and then was giving fried chicken. And I did have some. It was really good. But these chicken had no survival instincts. No survival instincts whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, growing up in Korea, I think I was like in second or first grade. Mm-hmm. Um... I go to church every Sunday just because, like, that's what that's the thing you did. You go to church on Sundays. <laughs> you don't question mm-hmm. it. It's just part of like your like everyday routine. And then um, after like the kids lesson, the teacher would always um, take us out for KFC mm-hmm. um, once a month. But like, you never knew like when that day was going to be, so you wanted to make sure you went like every week um, yeah. to get the KFC yeah um and then one time there was a huge drama because um the teacher ordered extra crispy no no extra the original recipe but i saw um, that they added um extra crispy in the menu so mom i asked the worker can i just get my piece extra crispy and they said sure and then the piece they happened to give me was a breast piece like okay huge breast piece yeah and then everyone else had like you know like leg wings or whatever that was like tiny in piece um so then like all the kids like revolted um saying like i was getting like, a special treatment <laughs> so you've been a star your entire life is what you, you're saying <laughs> no i've always knew what i wanted out of life <laughs> and you got it if you mm-hmm. whether it be fried the biggest piece of fried chicken or a birkin you you gonna get it like you think I went to a KFC? To, no, you think I went to church to make friends? No, <laughs> I was there for the KFC. Oh man, we will be right back. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. To diner driving? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to One for the Table, featuring Jonathan Kong, the Hamburger Master, 
and kimchi make a mogul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, do you have a pl- favorite place for fried chicken? Like, do a restaurant, like, not a chain. Like, have you had a good... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, honestly, L.A. has so many great... Um, Korean fried chicken places or fried chicken places in general. Uh-huh. Um, that it's like really like hard to pick just one. Um, like one of my favorite places here is called Chimelier. Uh-huh. Um, these people that does Hanshik, it's like their version of like fried chicken place. Um, you had it when you were here. Do you remember those like, I, um, I've been fried chicken? The Hanshik, but also I, we've, I've ordered similar sandwiches You've before. Ordered them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was really, really good. So their fried chicken oh sandwich. Gosh. It's like yes. a spicy chicken sandwich. And you can control like how hot you like it. Um, I always get medium because I'm not trying to like... It's not that I can't handle it, but I want to like enjoy like the heat. Sure. While like me being able to taste my food, you know? So anyway, <laughs> it comes with a hot chicken patty. And then it comes with like a slaw that is like super, super vinegary. And also comes with a shiso leaf. Mm, on like a really nice like brioche bun. And the chicken is like so crispy and spicy, but then like the vinegar slaw like really cuts through like that chicken beautifully. And the shiso is like that little fragrant like after je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that the shiso shiso is like kind of like a almost like a sit like oh, what is it? like grassy cumin flavor to it like i really uh-huh. like see so um well in detroit uh my favorite chicken place used to be it's not open it's not there anymore it's called hudson's cafe now but before mm-hmm. when it was the breakfast house and grill they had amazing fried chicken and waffles but here uh the places for the best fried chicken sandwiches in detroit at least my favorite i'm not gonna say the best because a lot of people do fried chicken sandwiches here um would be uh for the most interesting one is definitely takoi they do a thai fried chicken sandwich with like a coconut ranch and like a thai slaw on top so it's like super super flavorful um, and I'm sure they marinate their chicken in fish sauce as well. So, like, the chicken is nice and salty and very umami. Um, Saffron de Trois has the most massive, um, <laughs> incredible fried chicken sandwich just in scale and in size. And they're up for a James Beard right now. Um, so, congratulations to them. And Ima in Midtown has a fried chicken sandwich that is tossed in chili oil. And it's kind of like served as like a diner chicken sandwich and it's also very good. And then Itori has a very good regular chicken sandwich that's kind of like a steakhouse chicken sandwich. Yum. Yeah. I've done fried chicken sandwich tours. I could I could do that. Like if if I just dedicated my whole identity and persona to fried chicken sandwiches, I could actually be happy. Like how do you feel about Nashville hot chicken? I've had it before. It's not that hot. Yeah, and that's how I feel too. It's not bad. It's not bad, but also like you know, like they dip the whole thing in um, like hot oil. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I've never had Nashville hot chicken that didn't come from a chain though. And I feel like I need to actually go no. and go to like a restaurant there 
before I like pass any kind of judgment on like a style of fried chicken because like I've only had it for like maybe it was like a I don't know a Popeye special or a KFC special with their it's their version of Nashville hot chicken it's not like actually a Nashville Nashville thing yeah when I went to Nashville um I had the hot chicken there and it was pretty good but it wasn't like I don't know like it didn't like blow my mind mm-hmm. but um there is a um Hot chicken place here in LA. Howland Ray's hot chicken. The chicken like managed to stay really crispy. Um even after like they dip in the oil, they still like add like a hot powder like over it. Mm-hmm. Um and their sandwich is like really spicy and really good. It comes with really good pickles, which I think really oh. makes a sandwich. Yes. And also Agreed. comes with a really good like creamy slaw that's also like delicious. Um yeah, the world of fried chicken. Hmm. What is... Uh, see, I want to hate on it, but I've never had it. So I can't really say bad thing. the bad things I want to say about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, have you had Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A? Yeah, um, not recently because I don't support their ethics. But yeah, back in the day, I've had it. Did you like it? Was it worth it? Well, it's not. No. There's nothing that's worth it. But supporting something that's like that now. It. But like, I, I will say, I'm curious to know what it tastes like. I would never like act on that curiosity. But still, to me, it's like perfectly fine. I guess their thing is like they marinate the chicken breast in like pickle juice. Um, okay, and it's a perfectly good sandwich, but it is nothing special or mind blowing. <laughs> um, their waffle fries are like never crispy enough and never salty enough. Um, the sandwich. I don't know, it's just like, you can get the sandwich at like any diner anywhere. Mm-hmm. It is perfectly yeah. average sandwich that's like, clean and made well, but uh. it's not something I'd ever go out of my way for. But plus, like, their ethics, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. The restaurant that I used to work at, we would make sous vide, like, fried chicken, and that was uh, marinated in pickle juice, but it was like whole pieces of fried chicken and not a sandwich itself. It was really good. It sounds really good. Yeah, too bad they closed. But it was called Gold Gold Cash Gold. They had really good fried chicken. Uh, don't they all? Um, I know. Yeah, so I've never really... I have, Obviously, I've never had been curious enough to try Chick-fil-A. But I think, right. like, Popeye's is really good. I think people sleep mm-hmm. on the Wendy's spicy fried chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's actually really good. Like, if you can't... If you can't get a Popeye spicy fried chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. like, you can... You can be... I feel like you could be satisfied and happy with a Wendy's one. But you know who else has a good spicy chicken sandwich? Jollibee. <laughs> Jollibee. That so is Jollibee, true. They also put in like sliced jalapenos, like fresh jalapenos in their sandwich. Oh, for real? And then also, um, there's a place here called Jewel. It's a vegan diner. And they actually had um a fried chicken sandwich that's vegan that actually tasted really, really, really good. Yeah. What was it made out of? A tofu skin. Interesting. I bet yeah. that would actually work really well because probably you know, really crunchy, huh? Yeah, you know, like the hard, like tofu skin that you put in like yeah. hot pots and stuff. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah, yeah. like they bunch it up and they like battered the like a fried chicken, and then mm-hmm. they put it in a sandwich with like pickles and coleslaw, and it was really, really. That's really very satisfying. clever. Hell yes, that sounds great. I would totally try that. Yeah, um, but. This would be a good time. What do you think we answer some questions? Oh, we have questions? 
We have questions. So basically, I've set up our Instagram account, and it's mm-hmm. only got like one thing. We need to post better. We need to be better about posting. But I asked people to po- uh, to send us and DM some questions, um, and then I told them that I told them we'd answer them. Okay. If you want to yeah. you want to give this a try? Yeah, let's um, answer them. Let's see what kind of questions that we get. Okay. Danny DS Ritter Books asks, question for the podcast: What is your favorite source of spicy heat? Mm. For a lot of my cooking, because um, I cook so much Korean food, I use kochukaru, which is like chili flakes. But also, I eat a lot of serrano peppers. Mm. Nice. I think for me, it's between chili oil and doujiao, which is like the fermented chopped chilies. But that, the chopped chilies are not actually all that spicy, though. So I guess like the chili oil, the huna, there's a Hunanese chili oil paste that I really like a lot. Kim doesn't think it's all that spicy. I think it's quite spicy. Yeah, um, it wasn't spicy when I had it. <laughs> really? I thought it was quite spicy. I think it's quite spicy. If I didn't know any better, I would think you were Cantonese. I am. <laughs> that is correct. But I have a spice tolerance. I can hold my own. I just think maybe people just detect different types of spices differently. Maybe. Because... I could eat that tteokbokki with you. Not very well. Listen, just because I was sweaty doesn't mean I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think my favorite source of spicy is um, I like Thai chili peppers and I like Chinese chili peppers. It's called like facing heaven chili um, because they all like they grow pointed upwards. And then I also like scotch bonnets. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, let's see what's the next question this one is from Avi hey there this is a question for the one for the table podcast was there ever a moment where you found yourself doubting your own abilities whether it's in kitchen or like in the kitchen or in makeup if so how do you regain the self confidence or was there ever a moment in your careers? I mean, my entire life is a self-doubt. Um, <laughs> will I make it through today? <laughs> will I make it through this lunch? <laughs> it's kind of true, though. I mean, we're... I feel like we're still people who are just figuring it out. Um, yeah. And just yeah. because we have platforms doesn't mean like the hardships of small running small businesses or running a business doesn't apply to us it's it's i think it's definitely a fake it till you make it type thing and even then you don't really know when it is you've made it it's usually somebody else that tells we just want all of our listeners to know that john kong struggles What the fuck? Okay. Well, no, no, um, but um, I always tell myself, worst thing that can happen is no, or public humiliation, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and suddenly life's not so bad. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? That's like, true. You know, that explains the way you tweet. 
<laughs> What's the worst that can happen? The destruction, <laughs> cancellation. I know. Oh my god. Uh the funniest the funniest is when you like send me the DMs and like, hey, is this okay? <laughs> uh yeah, no, I mean imposter syndrome hits really hard for everybody everybody has it and i think it's actually a good thing because if you have a little bit of imposter syndrome it is it's an indicator that you're at least somewhat self-aware i would be worried about the people that went through life with no worries about their ability whatsoever because then you're like i, I imagine that's what trump is like Certainly his son acts like that. Uh, Boogie, oh, Boogie the Pug. Oh my God, is this a dog Instagram? Did we get messaged by a, by a doggy? Oh my God, it's so cute, Kim. Look at this. Focus, focus, focus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, well, he, this pug is asking Shake Shack versus In-N-Out. Really hard to compare because um, Shake Shack is more easily available across the nation. Oh, that is actually really hard. Um, Shake Shack's got that like soft potato bun, and then like the press patties. Um, while In and Out is definitely like its own thing. Mm. You know, I'll say Shake Shack does have more variety. You know, like their fries are better. Um, they have like milkshake, and then you know they have like mushroom burgers and like stuff like that but i just love it and out mm -hmm. that's fair like i skipped the fries at in and out and usually i just prefer to get two burgers instead i will say for the burgers in and out i i like the burgers at in and out more um mm -hmm. they just taste better to me but the shake shack in hong kong has this ice cream that's got to be like one of the best desserts i've ever had at a, a chain restaurant place and actually my friend maddie was the one that told me to go like i was it was during my last trip to hong kong and one of my friends was like okay don't like don't think i'm weird but while you're here you need to try the ice cream dessert at shake shack it's like a black sesame ice cream with like brown sugar and mochi and it was so good whoa yeah, <laughs> it was really, really good. And that was like the only, we only got like, we also got some other exclusives. I think they had, they had yeah. karage, they had like Korean karage there, yeah. um, with like a gochujang karage, which was, to be quite honest, kind of basic because it was literally just fried chicken with gochujang on it. What is up with gochujang? Like, to me, it was, <laughs> okay, though, no. I love gochujang. I grew up eating gochujang, and it's something like all Koreans have in their pantry, and you know, but I feel like somehow, like, Gochujang has been, really been colonized, like, the past, like, five years. Like, I went to fine dining, and they're, like, salad with Gochujang dressing, and it was just, like, a basic salad with, like, a vinegar with a little Gochujang, like, mixed in it. And I'm like, you're charging $25 for this? <laughs> it's so true, though. So, I will tell you now. Um, since you said that, I will tell you my opinion on this. Uh, mm -hmm. Gochujang now is like teriyaki sauce in the 80s. 
completely like, yeah everyone was just putting teriyaki sauce on the most random shit and being like look at me i'm brilliant i brought this from the orient like this mm -hmm. exotic ingredient that no one has ever heard of meanwhile they're doing using it in the most like basic bitch ways mm -hmm. and like they like it's so funny to me chili oil had a moment mm -hmm. that way but because like chili oil even if you make it really well, it doesn't really have a foot. You still need to like make, have an underlying flavor to really bring it out. But because gochujang is both sweet and spicy, a lot of the times a person like, let, uh, will try it for the first time and be like, oh, this is all I need. But really they're just using it practically like it was like a condiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's totally the same thing. People who are like just putting gochujang on shit and trying to sell it off is the, it's the new teriyaki sauce. Well, you can't just like sub gochujang on things and then just, you know, it's not some, I don't know. In Korea, we always have gochujang in our pantry because um, when you don't know what you want to cook, you take, you put rice and like leftover side dishes in a bowl and put a scoop mm -hmm. of gochujang and mix it all up. <laughs> yeah. For like yeah. quick treatment, but or with noodles. Yeah, so, you know, I think everybody <laughs> pretty much, like, figure out who's doing these. Like, you can go to any, like, hipster bro gastro pub and see, like, a mm -hmm. gochujang grilled chicken burger. Yes, or yeah. <laughs> or, like, fries with, like, gochujang aioli, like... <laughs> But, and all they did was just put a dollop of gochujang and some mayonnaise. Literally, like, you know what just gochujang madness? Enjoy your $30 fries. Mm-hmm. I know, the other day I went to Trader Joe's and I thought that they had gochujang. And I'm like, why? I mean, Did you I'm try glad. it? No. It's probably Bibigo repackaged. Probably. I mean, I'm glad, you know, like, more Korean ingredients are becoming, like, you know, popular. But also, part of me, like, is, like, a little, like, bittersweet. I understand where you're coming from in the sense that, like, I'm glad that more people are knowledgeable about this because that will increase demand, making it easier for mm -hmm. us to get a hold of these ingredients. But at the same time, like, people are definitely using them in, like, the most unimaginative ways and thinking they really did something. They thought they ate. Mm -hmm. Nobody's eating. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about before then? Oh yeah, gro gochujang fried chicken <laughs> at a Shake Shack. But well, yeah. here's a gochu gochujang hack for um you folks at home. If you don't know what to uh. do with gochujang, when you make mac and cheese, take a spoonful of gochujang and mix it into the mac and cheese. Oh, I bet that is really good. It'll be a whole oh, new what the world. Hell? Really. What else mm -hmm. do you like to do with it? I have a tub of gochujang that's unopened in my kitchen. So, you can also make a dipping sauce for, or like marinade. So you take gochujang mm -hmm. and you add a little sugar, vinegar, um, a soy sauce, and you like mix it all together. And it's like a great like marinade for meat, um, the like dipping sauce for like chicken or like steak. I might do. I'm doing a. I'm gonna do a roast chicken today for lunch. I might actually do a gochujang. I'm, I'm gonna use gochujang in the rub today. 
Oh, do it. it. Yeah. Mix it with some Ras Al Hanout. Mm-hmm. Like... Also, when you make like any soup or stew, um, mm-hmm. you can add like a little spoonful of Kuchujang to like spice up that, your life. That is such a hack. I love doing that. Adding Gochujang to like any soup and just mm-hmm. making it super vibrant and delicious. Yeah. And especially like if you use like some kind of like creamy, not even a creamy, like a, I, I did it to like a soy milk soup once and it was mm-hmm. like, it just brought it, it was smooth, it was spicy, it was like just tangy, it was so good. It's so good. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, have you, to close out, have you eaten anything interesting lately? Yes. Um, so my friend Diana, her mom um, is a great cook. Um, oh, I'm sure. Right She's such a good cook a, herself. And she was like visiting here for like two weeks. And every time I go over, she'd make us like ton of different food. And she like loves durian. Mm-hmm. So she made these um, like Chinese like flat pancakes that are like grilled. But the inside was stuffed with so much mozzarella cheese and durian. What? Yeah, so then she, like, cut these, like, crispy pancakes, and then there was, like, sweet durian and, like, salty mozzarella, just, like, ooey-gooey, like, oozing out of it. It was so good. That sounds amazing, because, like, durian, when it's, like, kind of warm, it's, like, you say, like, it kind of has a flavor of, like, caramelized onions. So, like, caramelized mm-hmm. onions and... and mozzarella cheese on in like a crispy pancake that's that's like a that's a chinese grilled cheese oh it was so good oh my god i wanted it again i'm salivating just thinking about it (laughs) i didn't have anything as interesting yesterday i was like very adamant about making like a really good healthy kanji um (laughs) that'll help like my fit my current fitness goals Uh Uh, and so i used oats and then I use ground turkey, which I don't like ground turkey because when you cook it, it's like all chalky and gross. But I velveted it. I vel- I velveted the ground turkey. So like that trick that they use in Chinese restaurants that makes like cheap cuts of meat super tender. I did that to the ground turkey and then I cooked it in a saucepan um, and it was really tender. It actually had like mm-hmm. the texture of ground pork. And so I had oat ground turkey congee with salted duck egg cooked inside and it was really really good yeah i actually just posted a video about it on my youtube i actually saw <laughs> you saw it oh it yeah. looked pretty good right yeah it looked it look, really it good looked yeah but highly recommend just having salted duck egg at your house we like sell we sell it in vacuum <laughs> packets yeah and they last for a long time too so yeah they do Wait, you look you you're on you you look at my YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. You wait, so you watch you watch shorts? Yeah. Oh, interesting. John, what I is your my shorts? Friends. I know, but like what is your short YouTube shorts feed like? Um so, there's a lot of videos of you. Um uh, uh-huh. a lot of videos of Chanu, my favorite Korean actor. And then uh-huh. A lot of videos of um, Song Han Min, which is like my favorite contestant in this like um, 
Survivor show. <laughs> is it? Is it the hot guys? Is it the muscly, muscly people Survivor show? No, no. It's um, What's little things. It's like little things. It's called. <laughs> it's called Boys Planet, and yes. they're trying to like, they're, they're trying to form like a boy group out of like hundred um contestants. I have seen your comments on YouTube about these, and I don't know what's going on, but I can I can picture it because I see those I see them um, on TikTok a lot. My YouTube Shorts is depressing, and I can't seem to get out of it. Um, like I can't seem to change my feed. It's like Joe Rogan podcasts. Oh, what? I know, and it's. I don't know how they determine that this is what I because like I follow queer people, I yeah. follow tech news, and I follow food. So it's like I'll see my friends, I'll I'll see my friends' shorts, um, like H Wu and all them. But then like I get randomly fed like Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast and like Dave Chappelle stand up things. And I'm just <laughs> like I don't want to see. And no matter how much I say like not interested, not interested, they keep yeah. feeding me that stuff. I literally am. I literally didn't show a screenshot of my short thing. Like, that is... <sighs> it's, it's literally, like, all Asian men. <laughs> that is so unfair. I want that. <laughs> I don't want to see the things that they're... F- Let me see. Um, and I know, like, I'm totally focused on YouTube, and, like, YouTube is, like, my focus on all of my stuff, but it's like, okay, so... At least my short feed is better on my computer when i'm flipping it through it in my phone i don't know what they're thinking so my shorts feed is which is it's weird um myself (laughs) a lot of my own videos and then i've been watching like a lot of breath of the wild content so i'm getting served Mm. a lot of video game stuff but uh because i i'm so excited for the second did you do you play zelda can we get into it man ah it's so good Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Too open world. You don't like the open world feel? I like open world, but there has to be some, like, linear seed. Like, oh. where... Yeah, no, my ADD just runs wild, like, goes crazy mm-hmm. on there. I'm a completionist, so if I went to Dungeon, I have to, like, explore every crevice to make sure I found, like, every single item. Um, But an open world like that, where it just... It just you can't so do that. So much. Yeah. So you kind of break... Well, you can because I did see go to every single dungeon and do everything. And when you go to every single dungeon, you get like a motorcycle. It's mm. it's so fun. But anywho, um, and then there's H Wu actually making Korean fried chicken. I love him. Who? Who? <laughs> but that is our time, and I know you have to get going. So, uh, thank you so much for listening in today to us talk about fried chicken and stuff if you like what you heard subscribe like share and if you don't you're a hater and don't be a hater we don't like haters we don't see you later bye everybody have a great week bye